Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Can we elaborate a little bit on owner's pay and paying employees? I think that's a big issue as I do coaching with guys. And, and you know, you have, um, I'll use my buddy Luke for as an example. He's out in Sacramento. He's a you know young kid, has a business, and it's booming. It's growing. Now he needs to bring on a full-time employee to you know, help him execute all these services. What does he do? How, how should Luke, we'll use him as an, our, our example, Sacramento, California, shout out to Luke, friend of the show. Um, how, how does he pay himself as, as the owner? Then how does he pay his first employee? We're talking the right way. I'm not talking about going to the ATM and getting a wad of cash. And, and okay. How did, how does Luke pay his employee appropriately and himself and, and get all that set up? Uh, Megan, you want me to go first on this one? Most definitely. <laughs> okay, so so Paul, I hate to be that it depends kind of person, but it depends. I don't know Luke's structure, and that's why you know, I, like I said, um, you know, you have to use the disclaimers of this isn't going to fit for everybody. But let's say Luke is a, a sole proprietor or a single member LLC filing as a sole proprietor. Um, then he would just be taking owner's draws and whatever he takes out of the business, of course, is going to be part of that owner's draw. But you have to think about the way that information flows on, you know, for the for the tax purposes, um, for income tax purposes. You know, he's going to be taxed on anything that's not considered an expense for his business. So the the profit, the net profit from the business is what he's going to be taxed on. It doesn't really matter how much he writes a check for every month to himself. Um, He's still going to pay taxes on the on the total net profit. Now, as far as hiring an employee, of course, you first want to check with um, the state. I'm speaking from a federal perspective, um, but I would highly recommend putting someone on payroll. Um, unless you do not feel like that person is going to be a part of your business, um, then, you know, you might want to treat them as a subcontractor. Um, or if you, you know, if they're coming and bringing their own equipment and they're doing the job and then they're leaving and you don't have any control over them, then you might be able to hire them as a subcontractor. But, um, but you know, that's not truly an employee. And I want to give a quick plug, um, Sheila. On our podcast cover art, we have in the bottom left hand, uh, right hand corner, left hand corner. It depends how you look at left hand corner, I guess. <laughs> it's it I'm says it says roll by ADP, and ADP they're the I believe the largest payroll company in America. I think one out of six paychecks um, or ACHs, I guess nowadays, mm-hmm. come from ADP, and they've recently created an app that makes payroll as easy as one two three. I mean, you you literally get in there. Type in your information, type in your new employee's information, and it knows what city, state, 
you know, country you're in and it's going to get everything above board done accurately. Then all you got to do is type in, you know, um, Jose worked 32 hours at $18 an hour. And then it will, they will pull all the appropriate taxes and, and then pay Jose. And so it's super, super convenient. It's called Roll by ADP. You guys can check the show note links. If you do want to get started for payroll, it wasn't this easy back when I started my business. And I think that was one of the reasons why I was so confused about all this. But literally ADP will take the guesswork out of you. If you if you can type in their name and basic information, ADP does all the difficult legalities. And, and yes, um, they know the difference between California versus Georgia or mm-hmm. South Carolina versus Florida. They have all that. They already have all that figured out because it's all I, I know you gave the it depends answer, but it, they already have all that worked out. So anyway, I do. I, there's just great payroll, great payroll services out there. And and, you know, if you're working with a bookkeeper, uh, Megan can help you link that to your books um, so that you're getting the you know, that information would be automatically going into, say, your QuickBooks online account. Um, but definitely um, use all the re- the resources of either your bookkeeper or your payroll provider, because you want to, you know, from a, a, a record keeping standpoint, there are quarterly taxes that are quarterly tax reports. Most people are, are actually paying those taxes on a biweekly or monthly basis, depending on the size of your company. But you have, you know, some, some reporting that you have to do on the federal level and at the state level, um, you need to make sure that you understand what your workman's comp responsibilities are for your state. Um, so, you know, there's a lot and those resources are available through those payroll providers and they give you the W uh, two information. Um, they'll give you the information to collect for your 1099s. If you do have any contract employees, because you, you want to make sure that any time that you are paying somebody to work in your business, that you have at least uh, a W nine and in most States an I nine is a good, is, you know, is a good rule of thumb as well. Um, and I, uh, you know, and you also want to have your, uh, your W-4s for any employees. So. Which, you know, just to add to that, I think probably a general rule we could come to out of that is keep those forms inside your truck, you know, have, have those on hand. What she said was, you know, W, W9, is that right, Sheila? W9 is going to be for somebody that you would consider a, a contractor, a subcontractor. Or you know a gig worker um, of of sorts, day laborer, um, and then uh, your W four is going to be um, for an employee, right? And Paul, just to mention, I had a client come on who uses Roll, and it's it's an interesting system because it's as if you're chatting with a bot, but they know <laughs> everything. You know, I mean, they know it all. They know the state. They know. You know everything, and yeah. it, it does really go back to my point earlier of just that separation of skills. I have—I don't even do payroll. There was you know, two things clearly that were outside my realm of expertise and skill, and that was payroll and taxes. And so I would say anybody who you know is looking at bringing on some employees and starting to get into crews, needing some labor, then look into a some sort of payroll provider, they are completely worth 
their the payment made to them and all the record keeping they do for you. I, I think right now it's um well first of all you get your first three months free with clicking on the roll by ADP link. So everyone okay. should try them out for free for three months. And I think it's only twenty nine bucks a month after that. I mean, it's unreal. I, it's like I was talking to Roberto. I was like, why didn't you guys have this it's when I started expensive. my business? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really really affordable these days. A lot more affordable, and I, it's so valuable. I mean, aside aside from estimated taxes, payroll taxes, and sales tax are the two other kind of hot buttons for, because a lot of uh, small business owners don't realize what their responsibilities are. And that, that, especially for sales tax, if you don't know, contact your secretary of state, make sure that you are operating within, um, you know, what the, the rules are for your state, because that can, that can really mess people up too. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it can be as easy as getting on the website for your state Department of Revenue, finding a customer help email, sending them an email. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm a landscaper. Um, I do maintenance and seating and landscaping. Do I owe sales or do I need to remit sales tax to the yeah. state for that? And it's, it's, it's generally, um, it, I, I tell you, the Secretary of State employees in most states I have found are extremely gracious with their time. They really are. Um, are great people to work with. I want to ask you guys another question that I get a lot. And so I'm going to default. Whatever answer you give me now is going to be my new default answer. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, and I get this question a lot. How do, how much, and there's a lot of different answers out there. So how much am I supposed to save for my um, quarterly payments, my, my estimated taxes? Like, like as the money's coming in into our accounts, right? Mm -hmm. how, how, how much money should I be transferring into that? savings account. Mike McCallowitz, you know, has a profit first book where he's like, you know, and we all need it. I think would agree. You need a savings account to transfer that, that tax money to set it aside. But how do you know how much to do? What system are you supposed to do a percentage of the revenue? Are you supposed to do a percentage of the profit? What percentage is it? Can you explain this so that I can explain it better? I'll give you the, you know, it obviously depends and you are right. There are as many as I told Megan this one time, there are as many rules of thumbs on this as there are thumbs. So unfortunately, there's not a one size fits all answer, but I will tell you from an IRS perspective, the maximum income tax level is 39% right now. I would say in my experience, most people fall in the 12 to 24% federal tax bracket. Depending on your state, you'll need to add a few more percentage. Some states have no sales tax. So from an income tax perspective, if you're, you know, at a, let's say, 15% tax bracket and you are also looking at paying self-employment tax, then you might want to do up to 30% to cover yourself, 35 in some states. Of your um, profit or of your revenue? This is profit. Okay. This is profit. So, and you, and you have to think about it, you know, as, you know, your net profit, what's really going to be coming from your Schedule C, or if you're an S-Corp, um, you know, from the, the distributions or whatever you're paying yourself um, out of that S-Corp, 
you know, what's flowing out of there to your 1040. That's 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 the figure you need to, to think about. So that's why I said earlier, you know, you might want to look at that after that first year of, of business. But this is where I, I find in the first five years of a business, it's really difficult for someone to because of, of the growth nature of the business, it's really hard each year to go on that last year's figure, even though that's what IRS requires. So, I mean, you know, you can you can do that. Just use last year's figure, um, add 10 percent to it and divide it by four and you've got your estimated tax payments. So 110 percent of whatever your tax liability was the year before is the IRS requirement. But it's really important during those first few years for, I think, for your sanity, not so much for your legal responsibility, but for your sanity. It's really important to know your numbers, to know where you are. And that's why, you know, I generally just part of the relationship that I have with my clients is I, you know, I don't talk to you once a year. I want to at least talk to you quarterly for exactly that reason, to make sure that we know where your business is, is going to land. You know, so we can, and with, you know, if you've got great bookkeepers, it's really easy to make those projections, um, you know, to, to say, hey, this is what we're looking at. Because, you know, part of the, the mentality of the team is, you know where you're going, you know what's going on on the ground, you know how your your business is looking like it's going to go. Megan's going to tell you exactly how it's going, and I'm going to help you project that number maybe over the year. Right. So we can think, try to get it right. I think that's why there's so many percentages out there. And the reason is, is because something's better than nothing, right? You just get some percentage in your savings or in a quarterly estimated tax payment plan rather than nothing. But that is where somebody like Sheila or, you know, other tax planners can help you join your team. And just like Sheila said, really allow you to make those tweaks and changes from year to year based on what's going on, based on their knowledge of the tax world and growth rates, all of those things that will help you tweak it a little bit more to your situation. Um, which brings us back to, I think your default answer should just be to hire, um, to hire somebody <laughs> that can help you to join your, you know, at some point to just join your team, but any, something's better than nothing. And everybody has their own framework. Mike Michalowicz has their framework for why he says to save 15%, at, you know, and of course it increases based on how much revenue. Everybody has their framework. And I think the major thought would be save something. Don't forget to grab your ticket to attend Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky, this October 18th through 21st. Use my name, Paul, and you'll save 50% off. The Equip Exposition is the event of the year for those who work in our line of work. There is no better trade show to test before you invest in new products, innovations, and even ideas for your business. You can talk to the teams behind the most useful machines, products, and technology that we use daily and then test drive them for yourself in the nearly 30-acre outdoor demo yard. With 25-plus education sessions, two nights of free concerts, and networking with thousands of pro landscapers, this show is the future of your business. Register at EquipExposition.com. Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? 
Well, with GPS TrackIt, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS TrackIt with your company vehicles, you get a 24-7 view of your vehicles, so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money-saving, peace of mind lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You're out there in the field mowing lawns, making money, working hard. But for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Hi, this is Jason with Lake Tap Landscaping. I used Paul's price increase letter this off-season in February. Sent it out to all my clients for a minimum 10% increase and was able to get 100% acceptance rate from all my lawn maintenance clients. It's a great decision to uh, raise your prices on a yearly basis. You can pick up the price increase letter at greenindustrypodcast.com. Well, we can just bring it back to the nature of the team. You know, that is what somebody like Sheila can bring to the table is to help you adjust your percentage so that it reflects more closely what's going on in your business. And that is why she meets quarterly. That's why we have those monthly meetings is to keep those numbers and that organization in line so that somebody like Sheila can take that and advise you with that organization. Um, whether that's you know every quarter, there's something new that has come up in your business, especially in those first few years where after hearing so many, you know you want to save and saving is better than not saving, but there's so much growth and there's so much change in those first few years that somebody should come alongside you with those skills to help advise you with the, the well, knowledge of your business. And it's, you know. it's, and it gets even more complicated whenever you start considering other factors. Um, you know, you can, you have to think about whenever you're, you're looking at, at a business and you're looking at, you know, how much do I say that you should save for taxes? And, you know, I'm going to base that on everything from what's your family structure? Uh, you know, what's, what's going to happen <laughs> once this lands on your 1040? Because in, in some way, shape or form, your income, no matter what type of business you are, you know, what your business structure is, you're going to end up paying personal taxes on that. So, you know, I, I look at this from a, a, a very wide lens um, and, you know, I can focus just on the business and I can tell you, you know, based on your business, what you should be paying in estimated taxes and, and always recommend that even when, you know, you have a, a wife and two children and really technically you don't, have to pay estimated taxes because you have child tax credits and you have, you know, maybe even education credits. And, you know, there, there's, 
you know, dependent care credits. There's a lot that goes on on a tax return that's not necessarily even a part of your business, but that's just part of the way I think. So that's how I'm going to instruct you. And, you know, we've talked about this before, Megan. It's a really difficult conversation for, um, uh, you know, let's go back to uh, the the person that you referred to earlier, um, Paul, that, that, you know, he's single and, you know, got got some income going and it's his first, you know, year without a, a W-2 or maybe he's even married. It's a very difficult conversation to have with your family member to say, hey, guess what? Um, your refund that you're used to getting is going to be paying for my estimated taxes this year. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, well, there goes the vacation. <laughs> or if you got kids, there goes Disney World. Um, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily depend on their refunds to eat, but they they're used to getting them. And, and you know, having as much as six, ten thousand dollars all of a sudden being sucked out of your refund for some families is a is a really big deal, not just financially, emotionally, and it causes some marital issues and <laughs> nobody wants that. It's easily avoidable. Just set up your business from the beginning to, you know pay those estimated taxes. Right. And the key word there being estimated, right? So the IRS, if we were to say rule, is what at least what you had last year in terms of, uh, can can you expound on what you were mentioning? It's at least what you had last year plus 10%. So 110% of your tax liability from last year is what you will be paying in estimated taxes. So it's truly a good faith payment, but it's still estimated at the, you know, at the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, an IRS is projecting growth. Not all businesses right. grow every year, right. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, so, and, and, you know, in fact, in, in the first couple of years of business, um, you know, it's not uncommon to have a loss. You're buying equipment, you've got things going on, you've, um, you know, maybe you took on some marketing burden, maybe you, you know, you needed to you know, and even in the first and not just the first year or two, sometimes, you know, even up to that fifth year, you were really struggling to to show a profit, especially, um, you know, your, your buddy Luke that is getting ready to hire an employee, you know, that can really take your profit level down to nothing, yeah. but well, you're you investing see- in your business. So it's, you know, that's not a, a bad thing. Right. And would you say that's why oftentimes the estimated quarterly tax payment conversation and just information about the owner's responsibility for that gets pushed back a few years. It just seems like that is not common knowledge when somebody starts a business and, you know, we get it. Nobody hands you papers when you start a business and there's, you know, conceptions about starting a business and what it's going to be like. But do you think that's often why that estimated tax payment conversation sort of just gets pushed to the back burner because oftentimes the the first few years could very well be a loss. There's different reasons for it because it could be the fact that there were child tax credits involved or your spouse was, you know, having enough withholdings to kind of alleviate that burden. So the conversation is never had with the tax preparer. And if the tax preparer is not, you know, I don't know what word I'm looking for here. If they're not uh, really into planning if they're not being an advisor, if they're really just preparing your taxes, which is fine, if that's what you want, 
but that's not necessarily beneficial whenever you're starting a business. So if, you know, if you haven't had the conversation with the person who's preparing your taxes, then you should, (laughs) you should say, Hey, I really would like, um, and you know, at bare minimum, a figure for what my estimated taxes would be, whether, whether they've been owed before or not. And I think that's really important to mention to the audience is that your seat, your tax preparer works for you. So mention to them, have, you know, ask those questions like, will you please have a conversation about my estimated taxes um, and, and just inform me of this. And so, you know, even here, on the podcast where maybe we could throw out some ideas and some thoughts and some answer and maybe even answers depending on your situation. It may just be a matter of, you know, have that conversation with your tax preparer that you currently have. They work for you. I'm sure they have knowledge of it. It's just not something they've, like Sheila said, has built maybe their, their services around, which is it's the transition. planning. It is a total transition to go from just being an individual tax preparer And you're just, you know, because you are busy, you are busy when you're doing these taxes, you know, you've got people waiting and it's not, you know, that's not necessarily your focus. Your focus is to get the work done and to make sure everybody's taxes get prepared on time. Right. Um, Not have the conversations. You know, and if, especially if you've been doing the the same thing for a long time, um, they, they might not even catch it or, or know that you want that that type of assistance. Um, and, you know, like I said, some, you know, depending on the the background, the skill level and the focus um, of that, that, uh, that tax preparer, you know, you're going to get different, a different reaction, but, but at bare minimum, they should be giving you estimated tax. Bare minimum. Well, ladies, what I would like to do, this has been very insightful and I know you guys are just warming up. So what I'd like to do is maybe uh, we could, do this another time and then kind of do part right. two. I've uh, right. batched my schedule today. So I got one podcast after another, after another, after another. So I got to roll out, but I want to give you guys the opportunity. If people want to connect with you, your services, um, go feel free to shout out. And again, guys, this is my one, two punch. Megan and Joey do my books. <laughs> Sheila does my tax planning and, and kind of, you do more than just, you do financial long-term, you know, and all that stuff. So good. So go ahead and, and don't be don't be shy. Tell us tell people how they can connect with you to whatever level they're, they're uh, you're comfortable with because I don't even know. Uh, you, you guys can take it from here. Onboarding process. <laughs> so we are now the landscaping bookkeeper. So you can find us at www.thelandscapingbookkeeper.com or we are still considered Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. So our DBA is the landscaping bookkeeper. And so if you do pivot to gulfcoastbk.com, like is in previous show notes, you will still find us there. It's still the same rigmarole. It's a 15-minute phone call. I want to see if we're a good fit. If we have, you know, baseline, some of the same ideas of what business is and where you're headed. And if that's the case, we will commit to one hour of our time and then go from there. Reliable tax and business services is currently under massive... <laughs> improvements in our technology as far as uh, the website goes. Um, So you can reach us soon at ReliableTaxSC, as in Sheila Chaplin or South Carolina, whichever way you want to term that. So ReliableTaxSC.com will be the website. It's not going to be functional for probably about two more weeks. So maybe give us to the middle of, of September. 
end of September. But in the meantime, you are welcome to email me at screliabletax at gmail.com. And um, I will uh, send you an email back and you can schedule a a free consult with me as well. Um, So I look forward to hearing any questions any of you have. Paul Paul knows I I love some some emailed questions. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to say thank you um, to you both. I I've never had so much hope for my future financially. And Megan, you mentioned something earlier and I don't know how you guys switched. I thought Sheila was in the middle. Me too. Something. Something switched there. I'm, I need, I need another (laughs) cup of coffee. Cause I was, I don't don't know either. I mean, all for 50 minutes, Sheila was in the middle and all of a sudden Megan's in the middle. We're we're, we're pretty, we're we're fairly uh, interchangeable at this point. That's right. (laughs) So the, the compliment was, and Megan made a comment earlier when you're moving forward and you know what you're, you, you got that momentum and that, that vision, it, it changes so much. And for so long, my, my books were sloppy. I was overwhelmed. And even when I met you and Joey um, at, at Jason Creole's event, this is how we got connected. I was intimidated because Joey and Megan are up there uh, shouting out 2.9% grow, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, if they saw my books, they'd be like, bro. And so I, I literally had a shame or a embarrassment. Cause it's like, I've shared this example before. It's like someone seeing you butt naked when when you look, you guys know what's in my um, business checking accounts. Even Megan and, and, and Sheila know what's in my personal checking account. I mean, you guys know probably better than I do what my bank balances are and, and all my finances. And for men, for some reason, you know, if you don't have a bunch of millions in there, you're, you just feel insecure. And so I just want to say, you know, putting my honest, hey, here's the picture. And you guys never like, were like, you're a loser, Paul, or like, you're, you're underperforming. <laughs> no, you're like, okay, well, let's, let's, uh, you know, yeah, get move forward. Yeah. Let's move forward. And, and, and all this information that you've taught me, I've gotten my shoulders back. I've gotten my chest out and I've gotten That's confidence right. to charge, right. to, to run my business and that, that I'm worth more money and I have to make more money. Cause I, it was coming in and going out now it's coming in and it's going out, but there's also, you know, everything's in order and there's, there's profit, there's margin. So that's a very interesting insight. And um, yeah, I think that's why I love the monthly meetings because my clients are eventually going to see my, my problems. You know, I'm not that organ. I know I'm annoying about little transactions and unfortunately the nature of bookkeeping is to have to have a place for them, but you know, you're going to eventually see Neil come up in the the camera on accident and you know we really try to get professional about you in that one hour but you will eventually see I'll be embarrassed and so it is a partnership what what, what I was emphasizing that you guys helped me with so much is I felt like I need to get it together before I could come to Gulf Coast Bookkeeping that used to be your name I got to get it together before I could come to Sheila the truth is I can come as I am and you you guys will take me to that next level and help me understand this. And honestly, I was, I, I had a sentimental moment. I woke up at 2 a.m. this morning and started working early, but it was like 630 in my mor- in the morning. And I was just sitting in the family room and I was just like overcome with gratitude of how well the last few months have been awesome. I, I made more money, you know, I made a bunch of money. It's been, it's fun. It's good. It's good. <laughs> but I, I, do, I, I owe so much credit to you guys. Cause when I got all the, the, the numericals in order, it, ha- it made me have this aha moment. I got to make more money. And, and now I am making more money and it's all, it's all in place. And I just, I just want to say thank you. Right. And yeah. I'm not, you know, completely about making money, but providing that value and getting rewarded monetarily. It's, it's a whole game. It's totally about looking forward, not being scared of where you are, just simply recognizing it 
and that it may be time to get some other people with different skills, as Sheila said, to help and move you in the direction you want to go. And it's nice. It's nice that you not only are making that money fall, but you know where it's going and you know it has a purpose. The money has a purpose now, not just you trying to, to, to hustle to get it. Um, so good. But, you know, I, I just like to say, I mean, but that's what, you know, that sense of gratitude that you have for being able to, you know, and being able to sit there and have that moment. That's why I do what I do. That's every right. day it's yeah. like it's you know i've told you this before it's going to be nice to see that smile on your face <laughs> when we reach some of the goals that we've put yeah. in right. place that's and it's emotion that's really why i get up and work every day you know yeah. because it's 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 so rewarding and i love it when somebody asks me a question i don't know the answer to because <laughs> i'm all about going and finding out what the answer yeah. is yeah and if i can't then i'm certainly going to send you to the right person who can but i really that's that's why i do what i do cool well, i hate to cut you guys off my schedule is bumping this afternoon so i gotta hop I on it. to the next thank one thank you thank to you, be Paul. continued guys if you guys agree we want to do part two uh, yes. another yes, another day we'll set that up because this is so good i know it's helping a lot of people i appreciate you guys so much so i gotta hop on my next podcast guys megan Great. sheila thank you for your time thank you thank you appreciate it take care well guys i hope this has been helpful to you you can check the show notes to get the links for megan and sheila's services as well as the equip expo registration link what are y'all waiting for? If you have not registered for the Equip Exposition, I challenge you to do two things right now. Register and reserve your hotel. What happens if you have took Econ 101 Supply and Demand? The demand for hotel rooms is high. There, there's 30,000 plus people in Louisville that need a place to stay. And the supply is minimal. I mean, there's only a certain amount of hotels in the, the greater Louisville area. It's not a big city like Atlanta. I mean, it's got a little skyline and, you know, I'm sure all the people listening to me from Kentucky, I know Louisville's a big deal, but there, you know, there's New York cities and Los Angeles and Houston's and, and Chicago's and Atlanta's. And there's, there's cities where th th there could be the SEC championship in town or, you know, which is a big deal. And then there's another big event going on. And there's another, I mean, and none, none of the, pardon me, excuse me. And none of the, there's still capacity for more hotels, just more, more rooms, just because there's so many hotels. That's not the case in Louisville. It's uh, a smaller big city. There you go. I love Kentucky guys. I really do. It's, it's a beautiful place, but um, there's just supply and demand. So I say all that to say, if you want a good hotel room, they're pretty much coming to an end. So, so, so you got to reserve that hotel and you want to register for the event because if you don't, you're going to have to end up paying 80 bucks. That's, that's the price the week of the show. Right now, you can save an extra 50% off the early bird registration and uh, you can get in before September 9th for only $10 with promo code Paul. After September 9th, you can get in for $20 with promo code Paul. The week of the show, the price goes all the way up to 80 bucks and it's like the soup Nazi. Ever watch Seinfeld, Mr. Producer? No soup for you. No promo code for you if you wait to the last week. I don't know why they do that, but they shut it all down and you gotta, you can't register online anymore. You have to register in person. And it's like, no coupon code for you if you wait. But right now it's why it's open. You can register with promo code Paul and save big. Click on that registration link in today's show notes. We hope to see you in Louisville, Kentucky. Thanks again, Megan and Sheila. I'm already gonna plan a part three with them. Hopefully part four, part five, and many more. I, I really, really appreciate how much they transformed 
my financial understanding of, of how all this stuff works. We we say know your numbers, but there's no there's no meat and potato to that. They actually explain what know your numbers means. When you get it, 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 it really changes your business and your life. So thanks for listening, guys. Smash that follow button. Hope to catch you on the next episode of the Green Issue Podcast. Tomorrow is going to be a banger. Steve Rack, he runs a million-dollar business up in Ohio, and he's been at this for 30 years. You do not want to miss tomorrow's episode. It's, it's going to be really, really good. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.